0: Hello, hello, wonderful people. Welcome to another episode of the Troublemakers podcast. Uh, This is one that I've been um, excited to share with you all. And I'm very curious of what your thoughts will be after listening to it. So please definitely hit us up on the social medias, on the website, wherever you can, to give us some reflection on this. This is I believe uh somewhat of a heavy topic. Now you're gonna notice as you listen that this was recorded like right after Beyonce uh dropped that movie which was based on one of my favorite movies, the Lion King, (laughs) um, Black is King. And it's kind of based on some of the discussions that were initiated right after that but the discussions that have kind of gone on for a long time and that is this idea of is there something uh, fundamentally or inherently evil about African spirituality now now uh, being raised a Christian this topic kind of came up a lot for me you know I I used to get into a lot of interesting conversations about the idea of like oh well you know drums are evil because look at where they came from in Africa and it felt like in a lot of ways that culture has been demonized and so we had um you know the guys who are on for this one uh, really have studied this way more than I have so I'm sure that you're going to be blessed by this conversation this really is going to be another two-parter so this is just the first part look out for the next part which will be dropping soon and yeah i hope that you enjoy i hope that this is a blessing to you i hope that you learned something i hope that it sparks some type of interest in your mind and i really do look forward to hearing your questions your ideas your thoughts and maybe places where you disagree with us on this topic because i feel like this is a a complex one that can really deserves a lot of attention so without further ado i'm going to jump right into our episode Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Troublemakers podcast. I have some new troublemakers with me today, and we're going to be talking about what I think is a very interesting topic ever since Beyonce dropped that Black is King. But before we do that, I want to get to know these people just a little bit first. So I ask all of you gentlemen, we can go in whatever order that we are feeling as the spirit leads us in this conversation. Uh, I want you to tell me who you are, kind of what it is that you do, and What would be, if somebody were to write a book about you, because all three of you are so great, it's gonna happen. If someone were to write a book about you, what would the title of that book be? Like,
1: All right. first? Yeah, i go first. I, I felt it in my spirit. And, yeah, <laughs> I told you, man. You, you, got,
0: you, got, you got, like, the incense going. It's
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> is it incense? But no. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Lawrence Safran. I am the founder and spiritual leader, pastor of The Friday Experience. Um, and if someone was to write a book about me, what it would be called? I guess yeah. it would be called something like Redemption. Uh, considering where I came from, what I've been through, um and where i am i i believe that my life is definitely a testimony of what redemption looks like
0: man that's a good answer man very holy answer that's good i like
1: that all right let
2: me get uh dr bailey i'm up next uh so my name is robert bailey I am... Lawrence, I feel like you didn't really introduce yourself, bro. Did I just miss it? Was I was I thinking, like, about my book title too much
0: that I, like...
1: <laughs> I anywho. mean, I'm the founder. Of, I mean, what do y'all want to know about me? This so I want to know
0: your biggest hopes and fears. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, like, I'm, like, super uh, self-conscious about introductions. You know, you don't want to be all ostentatious. So, anywho, um, Robert Bailey. I am a graduate of Oakland University, and... Andrews University I am a therapist for a civil rights organization in Broward County Florida a mental health therapist specifically I also serve as a therapist at Beachstone Counseling in Pompano Beach Florida and I do a lot of black stuff so hey. that's what I'm on this conversation for yes, yeah sir. And that's I why you had... didn't
1: think I did enough because you 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 do more than me. You're like <laughs> you're, you're, you're better uh, than I am.
2: <laughs> and if I had a a, a book title, um, man, that's such a difficult question, man. I'm a little stump. Come back to me. All right, we'll come, come back to you. you know, but
0: just know yeah. it's gonna happen. I fully expect all three of you to have at least a book, maybe a lifetime movie, maybe 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 uh, a biopic, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. but at least a book. My name is Jeremiah Sapolin. Um, I am a graduate of Oakland University as well. Uh, Did an MDiv in Global Studies, which is sociology, and I am currently in um, the dissertation, the defense of my dissertation for a Doctor of Intercultural Studies from Fuller Graduate School, which is an anthropology degree. Uh, I passed through two churches, and I am an aspiring documentary filmmaker.
1: Um, the you book started with me. Let me just say,
3: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the uh, the the book, uh, that's a hard one. Um, I can tell you what it'd be about. Mm. Uh, it'd be about learning about others in order to know yourself. Uh, so maybe the the the, the never ending journey, the greatest journey, something along those lines.
0: I like that. Nah,
3: I like that. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So
2: I, that's good. What it would be about. Definitely. I'm i I'm a therapist. I'm all about peace and, um, rebirth, you know, that, that, that's what I'm about. And so that's what I would want my, my book to be about reconciliation, rebirth and peace, mm. you know, in the midst of life's struggles and storms and
0: whatnot. So yeah, appreciate you. my Yeah. <laughs> These are some fire books. I look forward to when they, they are released. Um, so let's get right into this one.
3: Oh, uh, what, what would your book be titled? Oh, my book? <laughs> Good job, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> my <Thank> book.
0: <laughs> I, was re- I was ready to skate by it too. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be called Light Skin Jason, not Slant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Light Skin Chronicles. Uh, I feel like my book would be called Basically. I don't know exactly why, but that really does just kind of jump, that title jumps out to me for some reason. I feel like it will probably be called, basically. I know in conversation that often is how I will try to summarize a point. I am the person, I like to understand very big concepts and put them into like very simple terms. I'm not always great at it, but that's what I like to do. And so I'll usually preface it by, okay, basically it's this. And so yeah, I feel like my
1: book title will be basically. yeah a little bit about me do you do you remember your basically uh bible studies that you used to do
0: yeah i did yeah that was when i was at andrews actually mm-hmm. i did that twice i did it at andrews and i did it for a little while when i was at oakwood my freshman year at oakwood yeah, um, that was my first foray into facebook online content
1: Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> yeah you
0: used to write for that too i was present a little bit here and yeah. there. yeah man Whew, we go way back man yeah, <laughs> that, that OU connection, y'all. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, So, um, y'all, I have witnessed some of y'all be in these conversations online ever since Black is King was dropped. I remember the build up for it. I remember when the trailer came out that I remember, I think it was like a Friday night it was released. And then the next day, it felt like everybody was talking about it. A lot of people in our circles. We have a lot of Christians in our circles, of course. And it seemed like people were kind of in two camps. Some people were kind of saying, this thing is demonic. This thing is satanic. All this type of stuff. And then other people were defending it, saying that you're not understanding the cultural nuances to this thing. That is, you know, kind of articulating a particular um, spiritual worldview that has kind of been dogged out in the Western main stage. So I want to hear from you all first of all why do you think this particular film was so contentious
1: um well i'll i'll say this because you said something that was very interesting about the video referring to i guess a particular spiritual worldview. um from my personal studies with african spirituality as a whole which is not a monolith let's just get that out the way right Mm -hmm. um but one of the consistent themes is you don't you don't have this dichotomy, I guess. Like, the spiritual realm is just as important as the physical realm, they intertwine. So I don't think Beyonce was trying to focus on anything spiritual. I think that's what Christians were doing. Um, and that's primarily because of the Roman influence uh, where they separate their spiritual practice from their daily living. So, like, uh, if you were if, in the time of Rome, you could be a part of a cult, and that... Uh, participation membership in that cult is only as relevant as when you're in the temple doing the rituals like in your everyday life it doesn't really matter while in the uh, african understanding generally speaking everything you did was kind of influenced by what you because spirituality was just a reflection of life as a whole not like Mm. this separate way of thinking Mm -hmm. and so um christians coming from a very roman well, westernized christianity i should say coming from a very roman way of thinking i think they focused on whatever spiritual things they believe is uh demonic or not Mm.
3: and even to that point i think i think we need to clarify that yeah please like it's not only in africa but all over the world and even indigenous groups in um in europe they they don't have that dichotomy it's only the expansive colonial colonizing conquesting, crusading version of christianity that paints that dichotomy because you have to have that dichotomy in order to travel the world and do the evils that you, mm. that, you that that you've mm. done you know that, that that has been done in that that that, that tradition yeah man mm. Yeah, Uh, it's it's a good question of why
2: it was so contentious, you know, like, why is that the thing? Why was Black Panther able to escape by, you know, without ruffling too many feathers, you know, and I mean, it begs the question, if Beyonce is maybe bigger than, than Marvel, low key, you know, <laughs> like, and I think in the black community, that's probably a, a definitive yes. You know, um, mm-hmm. by and large, she probably is bigger culturally than um, more significant than Marvel, especially being married to Jay-Z. Those are just two prominent figures in hip hop culture, which is the culture, like the the culture of the planet at this point is hip hop, you know? And so I think it's going to have that. There's just something about hip hop man, that, that has that, that knockout punch, man, that when you, when you hit a right, a right, um, equation or something with, with the hip hop code, bro, it just, it takes off, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I think it, it could be hitting at some cognitive dissonance, you know? Um, you know, Christianity religion is a sensitive topic for for everyone, but yeah. it's especially for Black people, it's a it's a sensitive topic because of what you were talking about Jeremiah the the Western expansion colonialism slave trade and manifest destiny and all of that. And so I think it's gonna whenever you start talking about African spirituality or any indigenous spiritual system around oppressed people, it's gonna ruffle some feathers, Mm. you know, you're gonna have knee jerk reactions. Um, And I think that those knee jerk reactions were clashing against a general rise in tide of consciousness that's been going on in the black community. And so from what I've like, if this had happened five years ago, I, I think the majority of people would have been anti the video. Yeah. But what I saw was honestly something more along the lines of 50-50 to the majority of even Christian individuals saying let black people breathe like yeah. like it's it's okay like for us to display african spirituality that's okay. We watch all kinds of greco-roman material. We all we know all about Hercules and Zeus exactly. and and you know all these other these guys, we you know about Thor and all kind of, uh, you know, Loki, all, all these, all this Norse mythology and whatnot. Um, it, we we know all about uh, many different cultures and, and fantastical things about every other culture and mythology. And I think Black people are getting around to saying, even if we don't necessarily practice those things, it's okay to to pay homage to our ancestors and and lift up what we believe. The same way that every culture glorifies and highlights their indigenous systems you
1: know and you said something uh rob that i think is important is most black people are ignorant of what african spirituality is and for christianity the general practice is if i don't know about it then i need to fear it and demonize it that's the general practice whatever i'm ignorant of is evil until proven to be acceptable Yeah. And so I think that's part of the reasons why there was so much backlash because. I don't know what this face paint is. And I don't, I don't know what, what, are they doing at the river? Like, you know, uh, what are these dances and these clothes? I'd never seen this before. It says, I'd never seen it before. It must not be holy because apparently all Christians believe they've seen and experienced everything in the world. So since <laughs> I'd never seen it, my pastor never talked about this and I've been in the church for 20 years, this must not be of God. And that's like the, the typical response of, mm-hmm. of, of Christians. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And see, and that, man, that really stands out to me because even to what Rob was saying, man, like we'll see other spiritual systems presented in a lot of media, in a whole lot of media, especially Disney, specifically Disney will, you know what I'm saying? Like Moana, I I, I love the movie Moana. I watched with my kids. It's a whole lot of spiritualism in there. And it's great. So much that I literally wrote an article on like, yo, how you can see the gospel in the story of Moana. Like I straight up, like, but it seems as if there's another layer of demonic always becomes the first word that I hear when it's specifically spirituality that comes from Africa or an African nation. Like I remember when I was younger. Um, and when I say younger, I'm talking about like around the time that I met y'all, like when I was going to Oakwood, like 18, 19 years old, I remember sitting in a lecture, um, Well, not a lecture. That's not fair. It was a sermon. It was someone It was one of our professors, but somebody was trying to break down why drums were evil. And the message ultimately was because they come from Africa. That was like if you were to boil again, basically, that's my whole thing. If you would have boiled down what he was trying to say, it was literally this comes from Africa. Therefore, we know that there's a deeper kind of evil to it than any of the other things that we're talking about. And that's, I I suppose to me, that's the piece that, um, just, it doesn't sit well with me. And I don't fully understand why that is. Why is there such a different standard that's placed on African spirituality than from any other context? Or is it just simply, you know, the history of racism and- uh, I think, man, (laughs) it's because Amos
2: Wilson talks on this, for those who aren't familiar, Amos Wilson is like one of our prominent black psychologist um, during like the, the 80s and 90s. He talks about how in order to do, in order for Europeans to do what they did to us, they had to demonize us. They, because they're like, like, as much as, you know, some radical black thought might view them as devils and blah, 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 all of that stuff, right? They are, they're human, just like me and you. And in order to commit those, types of acts of barbarity and and savagery you 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 are dehumanizing yourself and so in order to survive psychologically you have to make the party that you're doing it to the the demon and -hmm. the animal and the beast Mm -hmm. so that you can your your mind can survive that you don't you don't go completely crazy you know that that madness doesn't overtake every aspect of your life to where you just reduce to like i don't know like just an insane creature that can't be controlled. You know, you have to you have to make them the the uh, the demon man. And so I, I think even when you look at the beginning of the slave trade, you know, it was it was started by the church. We lost Jeremiah. Yeah, we did um, do that. It was started by the church, man. You know, re- reduce these savages to to servitude. You know what I'm saying? Christianize them. Christ their death. You know what I mean? And, and it they, you know, misused the gospel. And I, I think just, you know, the, oh man, it was rough, man. Pulling up in ships called the Mary and, and, and the Jesus, Jesus and then all that kind of stuff, man. And so I, I think um, there was a economic prerogative for them to, to demonize us. And I think it just ex- existed over time. But With that being said, man, that's also low key, a bit of a shallow view of Blackness, man. I mean, blackness. We often look at blackness as it being an issue starting with like Europeans, but that's that's not actually true, man. You could find it in various cultures throughout the planet a thousand years before the European ever even thought, like, yo, maybe we should like do it. Maybe we should say it's because they're black. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you look at some traditions in India. You look at um the Arab culture, man. I mean, uh Muhammad had to check his counterparts because they were, you know. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for you know tuning to oppressed by loud, you know what I mean for being for being black for being African and so blackness has been an issue and, and i'm I'm not quite sure where it begins, man, maybe somebody else, but it ain't with the European you know that's that, that that's that's faulty information um okay. it's not with the european it, it goes back further than that blackness has been an issue, and I'm guessing it probably has something to do with blackness being the original you know and i I don't know um, any thoughts?
1: It's a- to even build on that a little bit, if you if you look at the current version of Christianity being of Roman heritage, it was a normal practice in Rome, uh, even before it converted to Christianity, it was a normal practice in Rome to kill anyone that was against the the dominant spiritual system of Rome, Mm -hmm. and so if it was emperor worship or if it was you know an area where they hail Zeus, let's say, and someone comes in and tries to overthrow that particular system, there it was common practice. You need to die um and so when Constantine got a hold of Christianity um he was able to continue that practice of pretty much like Rob said Christ or death but not only that he had the Hebrew scriptures to now justify that practice um because it was always interpreted as Yahweh or death you know what I mean and so when you combine all that together is it's it's, it's in the fabric of Western Christianity uh, to demonize whatever doesn't resemble uh, what they call Christian culture. Because if you look in, in the gospel specifically, and even at the price of Jesus, Jesus didn't create a culture. He created um, a way of thinking that was geared toward reconciliation of redemption that can be infused in any culture really. Mm-hmm. But um, when, when you create this anti-culture, we're not, when when you make the world um negative in the sense of cultural expression, art and dance, etc., when that is the world, and you interpret the scriptures, the world and the scriptures as that, then it's extremely easy to demonize everything that you don't deem holy, and then have the conscience kind of massaged into doing so. Because yeah, this is the devil. We go to war with the devil. Like it's no longer. I think it was Jeremiah who said it. Um, you're you're no longer going to war with humans. No, no, it was you, Rob. You're no longer going to war with humans. You're going to war with the devil. And if I'm going to war with the devil, I have no problems doing whatever I have to do to defeat the devil.
2: You almost have an imperative, bro, to yeah. destroy it. You know, it's almost
3: like it's almost like a command.
2: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So,
3: and then, you know, this might have been said um, when my my feet got cut off, but. Um, it, it, it's not just African things. It's not just black things. So I, we, in fact, this past two summers, I've had opportunity to spend some time with the, the Maya in the, in the Yucatan Peninsula and Belize and Mexico. Mm. And um, when you hear them talk about Christianity, it, it sounds the same as what we're saying here. Mm. And from their perspective, from their perspective, a lot of what we do is accepted, but everything they do is shunned. Even their history, like for example, we think that they they were had human sacrifices and they were just these savages and crazy. Well, their blood sacrifices was really just the king would would stab his own tongue and would offer a blood sacrifice as the blood dripped on the altar. That was their blood sacrifice. but Western Christianity paints it as a savage thing, but to me, the king stabbing his tongue is less savage than killing. And slicing the throat of, of animals before, mm-hmm. and then drinking their blood, and you know <laughs> those type of things. That sounds less savage to me. Um, so I, I think I think it's what what both of these 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 incredibly intellectual, intelligent gentlemen were saying. It's it's you have to you have to have a theology of dominance, mm. and where your your culture, your worldview is only accepted if I can appropriate it to dominate you. Mm-hmm. And I will accept the portions of it I, that I can appropriate to dominate you. If you look at contemporary um, Christian music, if you trace the stylings of it, most of it originates in Africa or in Africans of the diaspora, mm-hmm. uh, a c- cultural um, art, art form. But it's been appropriated to the point where even if people – of the diaspora, African diaspora make music that sounds like it, it becomes no longer gospel, no longer black music. It becomes contemporary Christian because it's, mm-hmm. it's been completely appropriated. Mm-hmm. And so the, the dominant theology, the, do, the, 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 the theology of dominance will only allow portions of your worldview and your spirituality if they can use it to then dominate. Mm.
0: Man. Man. This is good, y'all. Okay, so let me ask, and you all have already kind of touched on this, but I just want you to go a little bit more deeper then. Um, so this, I, I, what I'm hearing from y'all is that these two worldviews don't necessarily have to be incompatible. What I mean by that is saying that I'm a believer, you know, I, I follow Jesus, I'm baptized, whatever, and watching something like Blackest King or learning something like, um, you know, any indigenous spirituality really kind of seems like do they have to be diametric? Do they have to be opposed? Do the, does there have to be that tension, or is it only something that has been introduced for the sake of what we're describing, like, to try to dominate? Like, can you, can
3: you have both, I guess is what I'm trying to say. The word worldviews, and I would say they're, they're incompatible. Okay. Uh, I don't think the gospel is incompatible to multiple worldviews. Mm-hmm. But the worldview of dominance uh, of of expansion of colonialism of, of cultural and and literal genocide, Mm. which has been the theme of Western Christianity since the time of Rome um, is incompatible with most other worldviews because most other worldviews allow for other worldviews to exist without the, the necessity of eliminating them. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is actually more in line with the, the, Worldviews that are not worldviews of dominance and of expansion.
1: Mm, yeah.
3: So the gospel is more in line with a lot of the African worldviews that you see. That and it wasn't just Beyonce's video. A lot of people right, have, right. have been bringing it forth, you know, uh, lately. like like Rob was saying, there's an awakening. The gospel is more in line with those worldviews than the traditional worldview of Western Christianity.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I like to add real quick. You know, when you're dealing with. Uh, spirituality it was always supposed to be practical and relevant this idea of it being abstract and just well we just believed this because we were taught to believe this um that's not necessarily the case it would like i said it would govern how you fish it would govern how you farm it would govern how you uh dictate uh, conduct with family and with community you know what i mean it would it would govern Literally everything, and and so um, when you're dealing, so we are. I mean, with, well, I guess we can go there with 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 Africans in the diaspora, particularly in America. We talk about that with with Africans in America. They've been stripped of all of their history completely. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and without going too deep into you know genetic remembrance there is some benefit in accepting the reality that on a very general sense, you are an African. There's nothing wrong with accepting the fact that you're black, but if you can go and say that you are an African, and then if you can go deeper and even learn some of the tribes in which you come from, there's something that awakens within your body, literally that awakens within your spirit, within your DNA. There's an aesthetic, that comes that gives you the strength to overcome obstacles and challenges you are are able to solve more problems like there, there's connections to it um and none of those things are in conflict with the gospel yeah. uh, you know which is what 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 dr sepollin S- 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 is is alluding to like you can be african and a follower of jesus christ you know what i mean and there are even books that talk oh, yeah. about the principles. Yeah, not like
3: just African and Western clothes.
1: Right, right, right. Holy yeah, African. There, there are even books that are written that talk about the the Christian principles that existed before Christianity. So, several of books that break down how these principles were were not just there in terms of literary form, but governed the community as, as a whole. Um, that Christianity either took on. You know, I mean, we could come into perspective. They, they're using Christianity is is my point. And so if, if we could stop thinking that being African is somehow being is less holy. No, we we are the original people, not because I wanted to be. That's what it is. And so if we are the original people, we're the ones you know, formed by the hands of God. How can that in of itself be evil? You know, God was speaking to Africans long before there was a Hebrew. Mm. Uh, God was speaking to Africans long before there was a European. So this idea that we are, demonic is solely to keep us in an inferior state and to add, before I let Dr. Bailey, you know, jump in um, they they have to keep us in an, in an inferior state because if we do to them what they did to us, they may not survive. And by them, I'm talking about the oppressive colonial Europeans they could not survive the treatment that we went through They're, the remembrance of their history would be gone forever
2: mm. true. So in in terms of compatibility, I think it comes down to a a personal decision. You know, I think everybody has the freedom and the right for it to feel compatible or not. Like, I don't fault any person for any black person for thinking it's demonic. I I don't want to hear non-positive, non-African, non-black perspectives on African spirituality. I think time is, you know, long past for that kind of, you know, talk, you know, I I don't care to hear it, but I think any, any black person has a right to feel like it's demonic or feel like it's anti their beliefs. That's, that's perfectly fine. Do I think such a person is informed? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that person is more informed than than I am. Maybe they come from a tribe in Nigeria and they've had personal experiences with, African spirituality that have been negative and and thus they, they are completely against it. You couldn't tell them anything different, you know? Um, so I think everybody has to make that determination from themselves. I I would really encourage black people to read books from initiated Africans on African spirituality to get information. And I think we could probably compile like a pretty solid list between the four of us. Um, with, with that being said, when you're talking about compatibility, one thing that I always discuss whenever we're on the subject of spirituality and colonization in the slave trade is is that the, the proper conversion process was disturbed in the transatlantic slave trade and colonization. In the process of conversion, let's say a, a missionary comes to a small African village, you know, they... That, that missionary builds a relationship with the village and that missionary begins to, to to discuss his or her life and how they view the universe, cosmology, and God. And you tell someone about Jesus and someone says, hey, I like how that sounds. I'd like to convert. And then that person goes through an organic process of figuring out what they will and will not leave from their indigenous culture, right? And And they are their relationship with god is supposed to be the ultimate judge on what stays and what what comes you know that's how it's supposed to work right (laughs) that's how conversion works but with us what happened was a a trojan horse type missionary um campaign where religion and trade was used as a means of sneaking in the pistol through the back door Mm. You know, and then submitting everybody to oppression, you Mm. know, and so then Christianity becomes this essentially just the culture and we should probably say Christianity with air quotes, right, Mm. but it becomes the culture of the oppressor that the oppressed just naturally begin to take on over the course of several generations. It's just not, and I always tell people, people don't like to hear it, but if we were enslaved by Muslims, we'd be Islamic.
0: Yeah. If we
2: were enslaved that's, by Hindus, we'd be Hindu. You know what I'm saying? Like if we were enslaved by the Chinese, we'd be out here talking about some Confucius say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the reality. Now, does that make Confucianism wrong? No. Does that make Islam wrong inherently? No. Does that make Christianity wrong? Absolutely not. But the conversion process was perverted, mm. and so there would be a natural amount of syncretism between Christianity and African spirituality. Had the conversion process not be perverted, it, it, it's impossible that it wouldn't be. Um, as we look at the Old Testament, and I'll in my rant soon, if we look at the Old Testament, man, the major discourse is how, especially post gospel discourse is about how Jewish does a Christian have to be a Christian convert have to be. And that's the debate, you know, and it, i, I let you fellas, I, I look to y'all as, um, you know, my, my seafoods, my, you know, my professors when it comes to this, you know, but the consensus consensus seemed to be that one did not have to be Jewish to be Christian, Right. that, that you could figure out the process of integrating Christianity into your culture um, at the pace with which you and your connection with God was comfortable. Mm. And so um, that's my perspective. I, I think there would have been a greater amount of syncretism. And I think a good portion, well, well firstly, and I'll end here, that there is syncretism in Western Christianity. Like, let's be clear. But yeah. it's with European culture, you know, and so we don't blink an eye at. The names of the days of the week and then being attached to Greco-Roman gods, or right. the different hot holy days that are attached to, to you know the, the obvious stuff, the pagan religions, and I mean holidays and whatnot. Yeah. From everything to the structure of the church, the order of service, to the the clothes we wear during the service, to the languages we we, we speak, it's all there's syncretism already happening, but it's only acceptable when it's from the dominant culture. The, mm-hmm. the, the subservient cultures are not allowed to integrate um, any aspects of their culture, have any agency or autonomy autonomy without, you know, having to justify at, at great lengths. You know what I mean? Just like in the same way you look at like um, the Jews in Israel and how, how, you know, the Falasha, the Ethiopian Jews have had to fight for, three, four decades just to be recognized properly by Israel for being actual Jewish people, just because their their traditions might be a little bit different and their skin is a different color, mm. their validity to Judaism is in question to where they've been abused over there. You know, and so th- this debate goes on. And I think it's gonna come down to every person to decide how much do they want to go back, Sankofa, take the Sankofa journey, go back and pick up what was lost and bring it with them. Or, or, or whether or not they don't, or whether or not they want to deal with Christianity at all. I think we have to give black people space to say, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah. I always use the example that if somebody were to kick in your door and murder a family of yours with a gun, that may make you want to buy every gun you could ever buy. That may also make you never want to touch a gun or see a gun the uh, the rest of your life. And I think neither one is necessarily wrong because the conversion process was perverted you know and so you can't expect all black people
3: to view christianity the same way Mm. um and i I think honestly the tendency to force people into our journey is a byproduct of western christianity Mm. because it's really, the, well, it's not a first because Islam did some of that in its expansion as well. Absolutely. And Buddhism has done some of it as well. But the expand, when the major religions expand and, and, again, become dominant, seek to dominate other worldviews, they take on this mindset, like you all were saying earlier, it's us or death. Convert to what we want you to convert to or death. But that ability, that that freedom to allow other people to journey, whatever their journey may be, just allow them to journey. Um, I think it's not only gospel; it's um, African. <laughs> it's indigenous. It's indigenous. It's, it's not just African. It's indigenous. Uh, that 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 desire to allow people to to be on their journey with the creator where they are on the journey with the creator on the topic of syncretism. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a book by Richard Twist called Rescuing Jesus from the Cowboys or rescuing let me get it right. Rescuing the Gospel from the Cowboys where he talks about uh, the different forms of syncretism how and he talks about how how what we see as Christianity today is really largely the gospel syncretized with with ancient, traditional, historical European ways, but also today with what is accepted within Western <coughs> culture broadly, um, and then you have a contemporary Christianity. Um, but in in the forms of syncretism, he talks about how syncretism can be positive, or it can be negative, and and he uses m- modern Western Christianity as an example of showing how there's things about it that are positive, that are syncretized, mm. but there's things about it that are very negative that are also syncretism, you mm. know? And, and I, be, I believe that that the awakening that is happening is people realizing that they're, like, like, like Rob said, that there can be positive syncretism, mm. not just with European or Western cultures. Mm. There can be positive syncretism with any culture. Mm. The gospel is bigger than human beings, the Gospel is bigger than in any man made system. The Gospel is bigger than anything on this planet mm-hmm. and so if the Gospel is that big, then it cannot be limited to to one tradition or even one spirituality or one worldview
1: yeah i mean uh rob you you talked about if we were conquered by Islam that we would be uh well if we were conquered by Muslims, we'd be Muslims, you know, and we see that. Now, even in a lot of the African territories, so-called uh, African territories, where they practice Islam because of the expansion of Islam, that was not their native spiritual system. Um, I, I would, I, I kind of want to deal with this idea of syncretism being in Western Christianity because it is there. Uh, a lot of people are not aware of how um, the Greeks were informed by the Africans on how to write. And even some of the philosophy, like what they call Greek philosophy, it's just a repackaging of African spirituality. Um, there's a book called Stolen Legacy, uh, forget the author's name, um, that really does uh, a decent job in introducing how, what is Greek philosophy. And, and I mean, the, the evidence to prove it as well, does a, a fairly decent job in showing how Greek philosophy is, in fact, um african spirituality and so once it's packaged as non-african is easily accepted even though what they're accepting in his root is still african and that's essentially what christianity has done a lot of the things that they have um, assimilated as european didn't start in europe they learned it from africa um and then brought it to europe and that's not You know, it is what it is. I'm not saying that like it's a superior thing, a good or bad thing. None of those is my point. My point is Africa has so much to offer Mm. and is not getting the credit due to it or her, I should say, because of this uh, colonial supremacy mindset. And I feel that Christians are losing out. In terms of their practice those who are looking to search i'll be honest with you when you talk to a christian who is truly tapped into the most high they don't need to know where this or that came from their intention their practice their experience validates their religion you know what i mean grandma can't exegete half the stuff that those of us who went to school can exegete. But when when grandma says Father, in the name of Jesus, you know, things start shaking and moving. You know what I mean? And so um, at the end of the day, I think I it, we, I think that's what we need to get back to. Considering that we're here in this land, some of the things that we would have learned in Africa, even if we came here, we would have left them behind anyway, because they wouldn't have been relevant here. Um, when I say here, I mean like in in North America, but it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have a disdain or a a disgust for Africa if we had left it alone because of the practical use, you know what I mean? Versus this is demonic, so I don't need it, you know what I'm saying? Mm
2: -hmm. And I I think there is a certain amount of, there is a, I guess, if you could call it organic syncretism that has taking place already on both the Christian side and the African spiritual side in the quote unquote new world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at um the the lineages of Nat Turner or um you know the AME Come Church.
1: on, talk about Haiti too, bro. You gotta talk about oh, Haiti yeah, too. Of course
2: Haiti man <laughs> for sure. You know, and, and when we and you know that that you lead me right into it. When we look at, at it from the African spiritual side, you know, what I've seen in this conversation is sometimes an attempt at domination from um, continental Africans, Africans who were born on the continent over the discussion of African spirituality Mm -hmm. as if it's something that only exists in Nigeria or Benin or something like that, you know, um, when in reality, if you go to Brazil, you go to Cuba, you go to Trinidad, Jamaica, you go all all throughout, you know, um, the Americas, you know, these traditions have survived and they were organically grafted into Christianity in order for them to survive, man. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think a lot of people, I don't know if we're going this deep tonight, but a lot of people might be surprised that if you were to go to African spiritual ceremonies that are based in the traditions um, in the Americas, like Budun or Wukumi or orisha or Shango or anything like that, Candomblé in Brazil, you might be interested to find that Christian ritual is grafted into those ceremonies mm. you know, um, and mainly because of just their growth and development here in America, but also because when you're dealing with like ancestor worship or reverence to call on ancestors who spent their lives in the Americas, you're going to have to deal with Christianity because they were Christians. And so if you're trying to beckon their spirit, to come forth right you're going to have to sing something and quote some scripture that's going to resonate with their soul to even you know to 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 coax them forward however you want to term it right mm-hmm. and so i think a lot of of black people and africans would be would be really shocked to see just how okay christianity is in african spiritual systems you know mm-hmm. and you really only find a pushback a even a front towards a pushback about syncretism from the from the uh Christian side, right mm-hmm. um, even when you look at Islam, when you look at Islam in West Africa, man, one of the differences between Islamic slavery and European slavery, and let me state a caveat and say that there was absolutely barbaric Islamic slavery. Let's be very clear, like the amount of African men who are crashed castrated. And the trans-Saharan slave trade is insane, right? Like hundreds of thousands, right? It was sick, you know? But when, as Islam settled into West Africa, it did not destroy the culture there. You know what I mean? Like, in fact, in many places, if you had a literate African coming to the Americas in the slave trade, it was a good chance that they were Islamic when they were in West Africa. You know, universities were built when Islam and Mm -hmm. West Africa met. You know, and there's a bunch of scholarship around Africa and Islam and the Moors and things like that that somebody else might be way more competent to talk about. And so I'll just leave that there as like an introduction. But even if you look at Sufism in Senegal, you know, uh, you see a a synchro- synchronisation between African spirituality and that in the in the mystic work there in Islam. You know, and so there there was some some meshing there and 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 since i went there every spiritual system has a mystical side yo you -hmm. know what i mean like generally speaking the way that the priests handle any spiritual system is different from the practitioner and so when you look at judaism you know um certain levels of the priesthood or certain sects of the priesthood they deal with kabbalah whereas kabbalah was like off-limits to your average parishioner, until like a certain age, sure. you know, and some is just off limits in general. They don't, they don't deal with any of the mystical aspects of Islam. And so, every it's every easy. religious system has the mystery, has the thing that you don't quite understand. Even when you look at Christianity, man, most people don't actually Christianity doesn't really flesh itself out in the Bible. Let's be real, we don't know if the twenty four elders are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, bro, that's not like broken down. You know what I mean? There's not a clear breakdown of the, the we don't even know what an angel is for real you know what i'm saying like it's like sometimes like am i like you know i'm into a lot of african futurism i've always been super like you know fantasy and stuff like that so i i view not that i view like it's a faith but i i think that like what if like being an angel was just like the marine corpse of like god and like from any known part of the universe you could like enlist and become like eating me like who knows what a angel actually is so it's dope <laughs> i think there's so much of african spirituality that we don't understand and i and, and i'm kind of taking this deep into it but um you know there there's a few um there, there's a lot of african spirituality that i think we would throw away and say oh that's anti-bible and i think sometimes we rush to that because orthodoxy has been set together by majority white men and their perspectives and so you know one very interesting part when you're talking about spirits and whatnot man is are you guys familiar with azuli in the Mm. bible
1: oh yeah isn't that the um i'm sorry go ahead go ahead yeah
2: so so that's the and shout out to um to Joshua Watson, who I think might be a great person to have on the podcast in the future. absolutely He's knowledgeable, man. Um, one of my favorite right. people to talk to. Shout out to Josh. Um, Azuli is is when you look at the scapegoat in That's what I thought the Old Testament. About. When you mm-hmm. read it in the Hebrew, it doesn't say scapegoat, it says Azuli. Mm-hmm. And when you you, you know, the scapegoat is in the sacrificial system, they will put the sins on the head of the scapegoat ceremonially. And send the scapegoat off into the wilderness, right, Mm -hmm. to whatever, you know, die or what have you, right, be lost or whatever, right, just to get the sins away from the camp. But Azuli is actually a a demon or a spirit of the wilderness, of the desert, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so, like, yo, like, Yahweh had the children of Israel low-key sending a sacrifice off, like, paying some kind of tax or something like that to get the children of Israel through the wilderness. like, like And I, I don't claim to understand that. Like, There may be somebody who could break that down to me and make it make more sense. But I'm just saying that the spiritual dynamics between spiritual entities in the Bible
3: isn't as clear as we would like to believe. Mm-hmm. That's my point. And even that is a function of dominance because you have to say, we know everything. Yeah. and And we're going to teach you because we know everything we can, we can teach you instead of there being an exchange. It's, we know everything and you, you need us in, in order to know everything. And, and, and I, th- I think again, like we have to recognize that Western Christianity has painted it as if there is no more mystery, mm-hmm. as if everything has, has been known. And you can even look at Christian denominations. They, most Christian denominations think that they have the truth, you know, that we have the ultimate Understanding of Christianity compared to other denominations, that that's a that's a mindset of dominance because even Paul, the greatest Christian preacher evangelist of all time, he said that it's a mystery. At the end of the day, it's a mystery, Mm -hmm. you know. and, and, And and when we lose sight of that mystery, and we feel like you can reach a that there's a tradition that knows it all, and I feel like we lose a good bit of God. Because God wants there to be a mystery, because there has to be a mystery for you to reach further. Yeah. There has to be a mystery for you to grow in your relationship with the Creator. Because if there's no longer mystery, then you you essentially yourself has be, have become a God mm-hmm. in your in your knowledge of things.
0: Woo! Did you hear that? He said you have essentially become God in your knowledge of things. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Listen, this again, like I said, this is only part one of the discussion. I really like where we're going in part two as well. So please definitely tune in next week for episode six, where we will continue the direction of this conversation. And what's really cool is we also give a bunch of resources that you can go to for yourself to read and check out and look into and all of those things. I really think that this is powerful. I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Uh, Please let us know Hit us up Post Like I said Anywhere that you see um, Where we put this thing Please go ahead And and throw in the comments I definitely do go back I check I look I listen I respond to people I get a lot of private messages So if that's what you feel Most comfortable with as well Feel free to go ahead And just message uh, Myself or anybody That you see in this thing To continue the conversation Or to ask those questions Because I think this is truly um, Yeah it's just It's a great Great topic And this journey Has been so great With you all Um, So yes Thank you for listening You have a great rest of your day And we will catch you next time